listeners, and welcome to the Dash Block Podcast. I'm your host, JL Lyons, a.k.a. Jay, and this show is about all things fighting game related, from upcoming releases, uh, tournament results, things that new players should know when they want to get into the scene, and honestly, whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Because at the end of the day, we want the FGC to grow, and we want to get more people into the genre we love. But I can't do this alone, so let me introduce my co-hosts. The first of which may be a Master Lily on paper, but he's got the soul of a modern Ken. Say what's up to the people, Mad Mouse. What's up, what's up? My name is Mad Mouse, also known as Daytuan. I play a lot of Street Fighter. I love this genre so, so, so much. I've uh, been playing it basically my whole life. Right now, I'm, for, I'm focusing on going competitive and improving as a player. And, you know, I do be grappler gaming. And I think that's it for me. True, 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 true. The second of which my co-host, partner in crime, the other guy, he likes to peruse the streets of parts unknown with his hood and his jacket like the Resident Evil merchant. And he solicits people to download a totally 100% legally obtained copy of whatever random obscure fighting game. It's my boy, Arkson. Hey, how's it going? My name is Ryan. As our host has said, I play sometimes very obscure, often very bullshit anime fighting games. I think it's fun for everybody. Personally, Dengeki Bunko Ultra Fighting Climax is the best game ever made. Hashtag Origin Uni. I'm just here for a good time. I like playing casually. I stream sometimes on Twitch, twitch.com slash arkson3974. I'm just here for a good time and talk with my hosts about every subject imaginable. Let's get it started. Yeah, you'd be playing some very interesting games. Definitely shit that'll 100% give you a virus if you're not careful. But who cares about that? I guess our first topic for the day, you know, let's start ground zero, right? Very basic. What the hell is a fighting game? I feel like we all have different uh, opinions on that, but... You know, if wants to pitch in, maybe Arkson, uh, I feel like you got some thoughts on that. Oh, yeah. It's something I've thought about multiple times, honestly. On paper, I'd say it's really just a type of game, usually a 2D game, where you and an opponent take turns hitting each other to try to get your HP to zero. But on a more personal level, I think it has a lot more to do with how you're expressing yourself to the other person, how you can overcome what they're doing and eventually kind of just pressure them into your own thing. Kind of a fight of wills, so to speak. How do you guys feel about it? That's very deep. Very, very deep shit. I mean, (laughs) I just think it's two characters on a screen beating the shit out of each other until one does a wacky combo or some crazy obscure ability that just nukes the other one into submission. Yeah, I, I agree. When I think of a fighting game or when I'm describing it to others, it is traditionally two characters on screen. Other characters may or may not show up. But there's two health bars and a timer in the middle, and you reduce your opponent's health either by doing big moves or a combination of moves that looks flashy or cool. I definitely agree with that last point of yours. Doing uh, interesting looking things while you're decimating someone is definitely one of the uh, funnest things for playing fighting games for me personally. I just like hitting the buttons. Right? Just hitting the buttons and making things happen is definitely... It's more intimate than playing like a shooter or like a sports game. It's me and you. And it's just us. And either I'm winning or you're winning. And there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, honestly, hey, that's a perfect segue into our next topic. So it's a very uh, common belief that uh, fighting games, oddly enough, are super hard to get into as a new player. And I, and I guess all of us, Granted, we are experienced, so it's kind of hard to look at that through the lens of a brand new player, but we definitely think that that's true, or maybe mostly untrue, but also true to an extent. 
y'all have any thoughts about that? Because I know I got some shit to say about that. I mean, I think it's less about um, having it be hard to get into and more just people even accepting it as a road they can go down. It's really just the popularity of it, in my view. Like a lot of people, at least with the flagship fighting games, you know, the Street Fighters, the Tekken, a lot of people don't play them because they're fighting games. They play them because that's, you know, what they grew up with or what's been around them for a really long time. I think when a lot of people get on their uh, game console or Steam or whatever else, I think they look at what is on and they look at what is the uh, average game. You know, they, they're looking at stuff that's in the mainstream. I think you have to really divulge into uh, a lot of niche game categories to really find fighting games. And I think you have to also look at that, see that it's different and then be interested enough to both purchase and then play the game. So I, I think it's difficult to get into because of those reasons, not necessarily that fighting games are necessarily hard to play. I agree with it to a certain extent. My personal take on it is that you know, back in the day, fighting games were in arcades and the whole fighting games are hard things, a whole order from console generation after console generation, all the way back to the arcades, right? Back in the day when you're at an arcade, couldn't have a tutorial in the game. So you have to have very simple to understand gameplay. Either it'd be platforming, rail shooters, or fighting games. Platformers, you jump to go to one side of the screen. Rail shooters, you shoot the zombies in front of you. And in fighting games, you beat the shit out of the person next to you or the computer trying to keep you from getting to the next level. And... When consoles came around, you introduced like tutorials and stuff, but obviously those arcade games are making their way further and further as, you know, time goes on. For instance, like Mario's always going to be Mario and fighting games are always going to be that same concept of you beating the crap out of your opponent. I don't feel that they're hard to get into anymore nowadays, but this the general like group subconscious, I guess, of people thinking that they're hard has just persisted. But we live in the age of information. And all it takes is a quick YouTube search on how to do a combo before, you know, you're really getting in there. Oh, I will say that a lot of fighting games have full tutorials, especially when we're in an age where tutorials are very important. It feels like homework. When you say that uh, other types of games are other types of games and fighting games are fighting games, would you agree with the statement that part of the reason fighting games are harder to get into is because there isn't necessarily a clear cut goal and like a long term goal for people that are just getting into it. You could say that about any game, though, right? Yeah, like, you could say that about anything. I think the main reason why fighting games are quote unquote hard to get into is a because it started out in the arcades. There's going to be a lot of people who are already really experienced. So, of course, you hop into a new game like Street Fighter, right? You're going to be up against someone who either may or may not have played fighting games years before you. So they already got their bearings, already know their footsies, already know all this other stuff. They're going to get your shit rocked because it is all on you. I feel like that's the base, like the baseline why people think it's hard, because unlike a team game like COD, unlike a MOBA, unlike any other thing, if you didn't tech a grab and you got thrown a million times, that's on you. You can't blame anyone else but yourself. And that compared with the, the really weird issue with fighting games of having a bad tutorial for the most part doesn't help the new player experience. Yeah, I would say that's that's mostly accurate. A lot of those points contribute towards it. I, I still think that like a lot of people just don't even try the games, but I, I definitely see where you're coming from in that aspect. Do you agree, Daytuan? I would compare it to chess. Like chess is not that complicated of a game. People have been playing it for so long and a lot of younger people just don't try chess because why would you? 
you know, but once you're in, you're in. I've never played chess a day in my life, and I don't plan to, because why the hell would I want to play chess? That's how a lot of people feel about fighting games. I don't know. Chess is way more less appealing and ugly than fighting games. I'll play a fighting game version of chess, though. Yeah, it's, it's not very flashy. There is a fighting game version of chess. We'll get into it later. I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> I don't think I want to talk about that. Going on a quick tangent, when you talk about games that typically fighting games are considered hard to get into, are there any fighting games that you guys have personally played where you would say either there is a really easy way to get into the game or that the developers have developed in a way that it's easier to play, like games with simple inputs or games with tutorials that are done in a way that teaches you fundamental skills that you wouldn't otherwise learn naturally? Hands down, Guilty Gear XR Rev 2, whatever the fuck, has the best tutorial ever i completely agree i am so upset that we went from a tutorial that had literal like mini games teaching you how to run and having you utilize like stuff like roman cancels in a unique way to the bog standard press square to do a light attack oh damn all right tutorial over this is how you block tutorial over they went from a really good and fun unique tutorial with rev 2 to your bog standard boring doesn't really teach you that much you have to go out of your way to learn more to strive and why they did that i have no idea and i booted up strive when it first came out and i was really unironically looking forward to this tutorial yeah but Strive is a huge departure from the formula, so eh. Yeah, it needed some work for sure. I say that now that we've gotten like the best tutorial out of the way, it's not just about the tutorial, right? I mean, another good tutorial I've seen firsthand. Street Fighter Six has a really good tutorial. It doesn't force you to do it, but it plops it right in front of you as soon as you first start up the game. And anybody... Like, I try to get into fighting games. I'll have them sit down and they'll explain everything in a very simple way. And you'll have it done in like five minutes tops. And that's assuming you don't know what you're doing. You've never touched the fighting. But on the other hand, there are games with bad tutorials that are really intuitive on how to play. Two examples would be Mortal Kombat and Tekken. Those games have awful, awful tutorials. <laughs> Tekken tutorial? Huh? Tekken what? Yeah, exactly. Tekken has a terrible tutorial. But the way the game plays, it's intuitive, even if you don't know how to articulate it. Because within Tekken, every button is a limb. So when someone's playing the game, they press a button, they move that limb, and then strings come into place. And button mashing is understandable, but you also can learn as you play. Could you elaborate a bit more on what you were saying about how it advances, like teaches you certain ways to play throughout the game? So I have a lot of experience with Tekken. I don't have a lot of competitive experience with Tekken, but in terms of teaching people fighting games and all that stuff, it is all I played and taught Tekken to a lot of my family and very close friends. People pick up Tekken like any other fighting game. If you've never touched a fighting game, first thought is going to button match, just like how if you're never formally taught how to fight, your first thought is just to flow your arms in hopes of hurting your opponent, right? Right, But in terms of Tekken, there's a few universal things that every character does, like a lot of other games do. Like in Street Fighter, everybody has a drive impact. In Tekken, everybody's four limbs have their own individual button. And if you press two of those buttons at the same time, you will do an attack with both of those limbs. I've encountered people who understood this as intuitive, but good enough to articulate that. Like, if you play with someone new and, you know, they pick up Eddie Gordo, they're going to place three and four and they're going to do something with both of their legs, something Eddie Gordo's really good with. Or if you have them play Steve Fox and you have them press one and two, no, three and four, one and two, 
and they're going to do like a flurry of punches. What you're saying is Tekken is for the mashers. It's a mashing game. Mm. Almost like a party game. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> In the same way Mortal Kombat is, yeah. On a certain level, I understand what you're saying, but when I think of a game teaching you more about how to play it as you're playing it. I, I don't really think Tekken is a good example of that. I think that there's like every fighting game does that. I think everything you learn as a matter of course will lead to learning more things unless the game is like doing something purposely to help accelerate your growth. I, I don't think it, you can really give it credit for that. You know, and, and like you said, Tekken is not synonymous with tutorials. I just want to point out, I almost got turned off Tekken like forever when I got Tekken was like, Tekken 6 when I was like 13. And I literally went on my way to look for a tutorial, realized that the game had none, mashed around with Hua Rang and then called it a day because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Well, for some people, that's enough. For a lot of people, that's enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with people getting a hold of a game just because they think it's cool and picking Eddie, which is what I did when I played Tekken 3 years ago. I just picked Eddie and I was like, whoa, this guy is breakdancing. I am going to press these buttons. And I know sometimes when I press these three buttons that I'll do like a kickflip. And I think that's rad. <laughs> And that was enough for me. But what I'm trying to point out is when you get to the point, and I think this is where a lot of people that do try to get into fighting games struggle. Once I got to the point where I wanted to try to do things on purpose, there was no guidance. There was no way to do it. And when I was playing against other people on the rare occasion, because, you know, I, I played by myself in versus mode most of the time. But when you actually get the chance to play against another person... They have such a range of techniques that you don't even understand, you know, they're using or utilizing. Like the concept of neutral is like a whole thing that a lot of people don't understand or really think about until they've had a chance to play for a very long time. But a lot of fighting games don't teach you how to play it. It's it's not just about pressing buttons. It's about how you approach situations in the game. Like this enemy jumped in the air, you should use an anti-air or you should use your DP motion or X, Y, or Z. That's why, just like Jay was saying, the Rev 2 tutorial, it wasn't even just that tutorial. It had challenges. It taught you how to do a bunch of things ranging from very simple things like crossing high-low mix-ups and blocking properly to doing more advanced things like doing dash block, what the different RCs meant, exactly like how you could cause those RCs and offensive techniques like doing a, I'm struggling with the term, but it's when you run up to an enemy and then hit them with a jab. And if they block the move and you delay the input for long enough, you can sync up the time where you would be able to grab them with the time that they would get out of block stun, which would allow you to grab them. Because normally if you go up to an enemy and they're blocking your moves and then you try to grab them, you will not be able to. A tick throw. There we go. I learned how to do tick throws in Guilty Gear. And ever since I did that Guilty Gear trial, I thought to myself, I love tick throws. I'm not a grappler player, but I love running up with soul bad guy and hitting you with my command grab and then putting you into a ridiculous, stupid long combo because I hit you with a jab and you thought I was going to keep pressing buttons. It's very satisfying. And that's something you wouldn't even know how to do. Like you wouldn't understand, like someone could do it against you and you would think in your head that's impossible, but it's an extension of something you can do in like all fighting games. I was thinking that's bullshit when I get hit by tickets. I still think that's bullshit. <laughs> no game except for Guilty Gear. Or any series, really, other than Guilty Gear. And Uni Uni has a couple situations where it teaches you some intricacies about how the game works. But besides that, no game really does that. 
Tekken definitely doesn't do it. I would say a lot more games are doing it now. There's no tutorial how to Korean backdash, even though Korean backdashing has been a thing in the Tekken series since how long, Mouse? Would you say Korean backdash has been a thing in Tekken? I know how long Korean backdash has been a thing, and they have been a thing since Tekken 4. There you go, Tekken 4. And there is no indicator that it's even possible until you see some guy that looks like he's wave dashing across the screen. He's moving across the screen four times faster than you could possibly hope to. I'd like to issue a counterpoint. Doesn't it debate class? That situation is not unique to fighting games at all. And I will argue that the exact same situation happens in shooters. However, shooters are 10 times more popular than the fighting game genre. There has not been a single game where quickscoping has been explained. There's not been a single game where, like, the most you're going to get out of a shooter tutorial is throw your grenade and push people out of cover, and that's if you get that. You're playing Titanfall, there's no tutorial letting you know that if you throw a grenade, you can shoot the grenade in the air to make it explode immediately. I see what you're saying. Those aren't really interpol. Like, you don't need to know how to fucking quickscope in Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, that's that's just a, a trick that people came up with. Something like Korean Backdash. You do not need to know how to Korean Backdash. At the last Tekken um, World Tour, okay, you should. It's not the same as you need. You should know how to quickscope if you're going to play it at a high level. But I think there are just layers of complexity that get added on to different genres of games. And I think they just they get applied differently depending on the complexity of the game. I think a lot of things you can watch and because of a lot of games are more simple in their application of actions and skills, they're easier to copy when you see them. With fighting games, even if you see someone perform a combo, it can be very hard to replicate because timing is such an integral part, especially to fighting games, that's a lot harder. As opposed to a rocket jump in TF2, for instance. Understand what you're saying. I really do. But I don't want to sit here and be told that seeing someone fucking gentrify an entire neighborhood in Fortnite does not instill the same <laughs> feeling as getting hit with a 15-hit combo in a fighting game. That being said, Fortnite is vastly more popular. That's fair. Sorry, I, I was really thrown off guard with the gentrification thing. You gotta take popularity into account. We can't talk about getting more people into the genre, which is trying to make the genre more popular, looking at what the popular games are doing. And if we're making the same pitfalls as them, why is it working for them and they're getting away with it while our genre is not? I would say shooters are categorically easier to get into because you could literally pick up the controller point and shoot unlike fighting games where there's so much that you have to worry about you have to worry about well, a blocking whatever bullshit your opponent's throwing at you figuring out what to do on wake up because if you're a new player you get knocked down you're probably just gonna mash on wake up and then you get punished for that because you're mashing on wake up unlike a shooter which i've never played a shooter where niggas are just throwing and shooting their grenades out of the air like a consistent thing whenever i do it it's like an accident 90 percent of the time you can pick up Kalo, you can pick up Battlefield, you can pick up CSGO, you can pick up fucking Titanfall and just run with it because you have a gun and you shoot people. That's straightforward. Now, granted, on paper, fighting games are also that straightforward, but there's a lot more that goes into fighting games and playing that than COD. I would argue against that. Really quick, I just want to make a point about it. I think it's fine to say that when you start out in a game like that, that's simpler to play, to get started in, you could say that. But when you get to high levels of play, it's similar to a fighting game. You have no chance of beating someone 
who has been playing at a professional level or knows the intricacies of the game very well. It's not even a debate. Once you fight someone who knows all the extracurriculars of the setting, you know, everything from respawn rotations to how ads works to what you could be doing at any given time because an objective is about to finish in a certain amount of time. I think there's layers of complexity to that as well. I think there's just a very, very large amount of people that aren't at that level. And because more people play them, it's easier to say that. I can agree. But you continue with what you're saying. I was going to say, like, when it comes to a game like Apex Legends, right? In the same vein that you know that you're supposed to beat the fuck out of your opponent in a fighting game, you know you're supposed to shoot your opponent in Apex Legends. And on the base level, that is all you're doing until you win. But they're not the same game. However, I think the biggest issue when it comes to getting into fighting games is I wouldn't say that other games are easier. I completely disagree with other genres being easier. But what I will say is that with other genres, it takes less effort to do the cool thing you saw someone do on YouTube. Mm. With fighting games, it's quick scope. It takes less effort to learn how to quick scope than it takes to learn how to DP consist. Easier to look at a game and do the cool thing. It's like if you snipe someone, you can hard scope them. You don't have to quick scope. It's still a sniper shot from way, way away. But with a DP, as opposed to a crouching heavy punch, completely different levels of height. You know what I mean? But both can be very effective for the level that you're at. Does that make sense? I just think, because I've talked to people, you know, that refuse to get into fighting games for whatever reason, that it still is easier to just pick up a controller, boot up some TDM and whatever the fuck you want to play and just play. Here's the thing. It's still not common to see people do. I haven't played Call it in like a while. So maybe people are quick scoping left and right nowadays. I don't know. But whenever I played COD back in the day, people were, as far as I know, playing normally. People didn't know all that stuff. Like Arkson said, me personally, shit, I think I could probably beat the Daigo of shooters. I think I'm well versed enough and it's easy enough for me to beat him in a one. In a fair fight, you think you could take him? 100%. Any game. The best Titanfall 2 player you could take about. Well, yep. 1v1. I don't need to be doing that, that bunny hopping shit that they do. Nope. Not even 1v1. You could beat their gauntlet time. There's no shot. There's no well, shot. I mean, maybe not that. Oh, that. That's a whole different beast. That's a whole different beast. <laughs> no doing a gauntlet in Titanfall is way different than actually doing a match. No, I can beat them in a match. Their gauntlet time. Uh... I feel like you could take them out in a match. You probably couldn't beat them in a match. The three of us couldn't mm. beat them in a match 3v1. I mean, shit, if we all put our brain cells together. I think I, you could do something off of a blind luck you could kill someone off a blind luck yeah. but there's but there's not much of a chance that you're going to actually win in a game mode or if there's like a certain amount of points you have to reach i i don't see it just like rounds like there's no way you might by chance win a round there's no way you're winning the game or the set like it's it's not see, happening. that's because y'all don't have the heart of the cards you don't believe in yourself all right what's naruto's catchphrase i know y'all know it the heart of the cards is just cheating no no, the heart of cards is not just cheating. It's Joe. I, I, I'm the you. Listen, I have, I have read Yu-Gi-Oh and I have watched Yu-Gi-Oh. The heart of the cards is just probability manipulation. That's cheating. The Millennium's puzzle's literal ability is that you draw the card you want when you believe. That is it. That is not. That's a skill issue, honestly. Like, why can't if it's the opponent could just do that? I know when I play Master Duel, I have to do that. Yeah, you could probably beat the best in the world with wall hacks, <laughs> like. Right? Yeah. Just, look, just, 
Heart of the Cards, first of all, Heart of the Cards is not cheating. All right, let's clear that up. All right, it is the power of belief and confidence. Mm. If I believe that you're cheating. Uh, <laughs> then, I mean, shit. <laughs> I, I, I believe that you're full of shit. <laughs> I'd say you're both slated to go to the Shadow Realm. But yeah, speaking of cheating, some would call this cheating. How do you guys feel about modern inputs, modern controls as oh, they're damn, referred going to? into this? Yeah, I, I, I don't Completely. think we need to go too deep into it, but I think we should at least explain what it is and whether or not we think it's good or bad for the fighting game community and whether it should like continue being a thing. I'll just give a brief overview of what modern and simple inputs are. Nowadays, at least for the past decade, I'd say, fighting games have made a shift to where instead of doing inputs like a quarter circle or a half circle or whatever input, players can now opt into pressing a button or a button and a direction similar to Smash Bros to do a special move, as well as, you know, press a button to do a combo or a combination of buttons to do a combo. Um, this is known as simple inputs or modern controls, depending on the game, because each game does it differently, right? I think the main issue is when modern controls have a uh i don't want to say advantage because they will have advantage inherently but if it's beneficial to play on modern or simplified inputs compared to the classic inputs luckily i don't think there's a game that's like that but most of the time games that have simple inputs i'll take grand blue for example there's some inherent downsides or dnf duel but no one played that game so it doesn't count in grand blue fantasy versus the game has a cooldown system where if you do a uh, the simple input like forward and whatever special button is, you do a special move. But the move takes longer to get off cooldown as opposed to if you just did the input normally. I don't think Grand Blue is an issue. It's not an issue. It's going to be an issue in the new version Rising because they got rid of that. The strike throw mix game with no throw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't throw in that game, but there's no downside to it. So there's no reason to do the inputs in that game because why the hell would I do a DP motion when I could just do down and have it give the exact same effect with no downside? Here's my take on it, right? And like, this is the take of a competitive player. I'm not really speaking for the new players or anything like that, but I play Street Fighter VI competitively. Modern Street Fighter VI is a hot topic for whatever reason. My opinion, modern is fine. Modern only becomes weird, know what to do, and you can't do it all the time in classic inputs. Because a modern DP, to me, is the exact same situation would have happened in higher rank. If I'm jumping in on someone who knows how to DP, they're going to DP me every time, right? My issue with modern is when one control type allows you to do something that is quite literally impossible on the other control type, regardless of how much damage is being sucked out of it. The one example that everybody loves to use is standing 720. You do not hide that input behind anything. You cannot 720 with Zangief at all. You will always jump. But the things that classic players are complaining about when it comes to modern is, hey, that combo that I would have had to learn, he just mashed it out by holding a button and pressing the button a bunch of times. Providing someone above your level, that's always going to happen. They're going to touch you and they're going to hit confirm. That's my take on it. It's fine until modern allows for you to, not even just modern, until one control type doesn't let you do something that the other control type can do that is game changing. And modern reactions are a bitch to deal with. And they have three bars and all you know is they have to press two buttons. That's my take. How do you feel about it? I feel like there's not really 
I mean, I don't really give a shit. I, at least in Street Fighter 6, Modern is balanced out by the fact that you don't have access to all of your characters' normals, I guess. But some characters don't really care about that. But I would feel like it'd really become an issue in the scene overall. I think you probably covered on this, Mouse. If I can't do a combo in Classic and I can do the combo in Modern, I feel like that's when it becomes an issue. As far as I know, no game has that issue, right? Whatever you can do in modern, you can do in classic and vice versa. Yeah, it, mm. and I know I keep coming back to Street Fighter, but the combo trials that you do in Street Fighter are the exact same whether you're in modern controls or classic. I think it's interesting the way you guys talk about it. I really don't think it's a complicated issue. In my eyes, if you want to go like pre-modern controls in Street Fighter 6, which is a different way of, do- of doing it compared to a lot of other games that did it, I don't see an issue with it at all. I think that if you lose to a modern player, then they were better than you. I think the same thing applies if you're playing against somebody and they're using a hitbox or they're using a arcade controller and you're using a D-pad. There are advantages and disadvantages to anything you'll do. And if this person is using a different control scheme than you and that control scheme is just better and you think it's better, then you should use it. It's not like you're using a macro. Everyone has access to the same tools. If you aren't comfortable playing like that, you don't have to. I don't understand the mindset that it's troublesome for other people because this person is reacting to something faster than you would. I understand that there's an insinuation that you'll be able to react to it faster because it's less work to do the input, but they sacrifice a lot of things in doing that. They sacrifice being able to uh, press specific normals in anticipation of things in neutral or any other thing. I don't think it's any more complicated than that. As long as people want to put it in their game, there's no issue with it. You had me until you said that you feel that it's better, you should play with that control type. I think there is nothing wrong with a, with a person choosing to play in the modern control type, feeling that that is the most comfortable for them, and then playing that for the rest of their time, even at a competitive level. I see no issue with it. Mm, I will shit on them all the same. I agree with that. My issue comes from when you're saying, like, if, God forbid, that it is just better in modern controls. He goes up a tier. There's stuff I can't do when I'm in classic. Modern controls can do everything I can do on modern, right? I feel like when it's objectively better or if a player feels that it's objectively better, like a player feeling that it's objectively better is different from being better, right? Right. I can understand people getting frustrated because they're not able to do something that a modern player is able to do with the reaction, but anything a modern player can react to, you can react to. It's just the way the game is built. But when you say that if it's better, then do that. That's where I feel a bit iffy about it, because air expression starts at the character select screen. Well, I'm not saying that people should feel pressured into it. I'm saying if you want to do it and you think it's better, then do it. Don't complain about it. Yeah. I don't use it because I don't care. It's not meant for me. Yeah. I just don't need it. But people want to use modern, whatever. But I will 100% not be happy if I jump and you immediately DP me. <laughs> modern or classic, I hate you with all my soul. Yeah, but like I have, I have friends competitive friends that play modern characters and they're up there. I have a buddy named Turush, plays modern JP. Last time I saw him, he was the only master like modern JP. Went to Evo, got shit on, but you know, he's good. He's real good. And that's fine. You can take all that into account, but at the same time, you're also going to have to take the fact that people are going to tell you stuff like, hey, you're going to play the game when you're playing modern. For every classic player, Complaining about modern players, I kid you not, there's probably two modern players complaining about classic players. To the point where like, mm. hey man, I want to hop in a ranked and I don't want to deal with classic players because they make better decisions than me. 
or classic players going, hey, man, I want to hop in a rank. I don't want to play modern players because I'm at a rank where being DP every time I jump in is not going to allow me to rank up. And mm. at that point, it comes down to just people just want to jump. Yeah, it comes down to your view of yourself. And if you think that this motherfucker is better than you because their name has a little M next to it, you got to deal with that. We got some of the best in the world playing modern. We got some of the best in the world playing classic. And your gold ass isn't going to get out of gold if you don't learn to stop jumping. I think it's funny that the secret modern Ken is preaching about modern. What do you mean by that? Oh my God, I'm not a modern Ken. I'm a modern Luke, right? Mm, oh. No, but you... Mm. Mo- not a modern Ken. But you want, you want to be a modern Ken so bad? No. Modern Ken's kind of gross. Mm, so you're, okay, so you're a Master Lily only in name. I think modern Ken's kind of gross because... Modern Ken doesn't get his fireball speeds. He gets different levels of Generai, and that's gross. I think Ken is pretty cool now. I don't play Ken, but I think he's pretty cool. Dog, did you just lose to a Ken before we started? No, I beat yeah. him. I beat him four, five times in a row. Yeah, five times in a row. It can't be my Ken, though. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if it was a modern Ken, you would have lost 100%. Man, we keep talking about Ken. I'm going to go into a rant about how I feel about that character, and I do not want uh, yeah, to. Man. No, you love Ken. I don't. You are a Ken at soul. No. I know. No, you are. Nah, it's last true. time I played Ken was Street Fighter 4, and I was 7, and the Ken flowchart worked so I could play with higher-ranked players. Talking about Ken kind of reminds me of, uh, at least when I played it in Tekken, I got shit on for playing Jin. I don't understand well, why. You played Ken in Tekken. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> here's the thing, here's the thing. I shit on you for playing Jin until Noctis came out. <laughs> Noctis is cool, all right? Uh-huh. He's super cool. He is, right? He is super cool. I love my little auto combo. He is yes. also bullshit. And that's he is okay. He's not bullshit. Yes, that's he fine. is. No, he, he is. is. No, he's not. I played him too. It's okay. You're not alone. I did. I, I touched yeah, him. You're not the Noctis main, though. Hey, they made Noctis, and he plays exactly like he played in Final Fantasy. And let me tell you, Final Fantasy is no skill to play. It is a turn-based game. Wow. Wow. Yeah, honestly. Man, you're not you're not watching combo mads of Final Fantasy. You're watching combo mads of Devil May Cry. Let's be for real. You obviously haven't played Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, we're not talking about Final Fantasy 16. We're talking about 15. Noctis wasn't in 16, was he? Mm. Good point. Clive Rosfield for Tekken 8, maybe? No. No. What do you mean? He could have the dog. He could use the dog. He could have dog that inputs. Like putting- there is a guy that has a dog. He could be in Marvel. He can't be in Tekken. I think he could be in Tekken. I think they could do it. Yeah, we're we're getting sidetracked. Uh, let's let's talk about this Uni trailer, bro. Talk about this, this new Uni game. I mean, shit. Uh, Undernight Inverse Two System of Celeste is uh the next entry in the Undernight franchise. Potential last, I guess. They're making it sound like it's last game. I guess you can call it niche anime fighter. One of my favorites. I love this shit, but uh, this game's definitely going to run into some hiccups for a couple reasons. The first of which, there's not much going on in terms of a sequel. There's only a couple new characters. Um, No real major system mechanics. I mean, there's a few, but nothing to really shake up the game. If anything, it's more of an update. You know, new characters get moves. That's really bad. I think every character got at least like one new special, which is more than what you can say about Guilty Gear Strive Season 3. But the big major thing is that it comes out the day before Tekken 8. Now, Tekken 8 releases January 26th. Undernight Inverse 2 is going to release January 25th. This is exactly what fucking happened to Titanfall 2. Released before, in between fucking Battlefield and Call of Duty. And now we're not going to get another Titanfall because Titanfall is dead. And now Uni 2 is going to die. I'm going to come out with my hot take. Uni 2 deserves to die. I 
would like you to leave. That, that's <laughs> not a hot take. That's not a hot take, and that's the problem. <laughs> Let me explain. That's not a... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me explain myself, okay? I think, and this is a personal opinion, and I know other people share it on some degree, but when I look at Uni 2... I do think of it as a second season. It's come far too late. I feel like it would have been better for the company and the series if they started from scratch. We want a fucking reboot? It's not that. It's that the game is so similar to the first game, at least at first glance, that it's not going to draw a lot of people in except for the people that were already interested in the series. And because it's it's a game that's a lot lower on people's radar, and the fact that it's right next to a big release, it's not doing enough to differentiate itself from its first game. It has the problem of a lot of sequels in niche games where they aren't doing enough with a sequel to really make it feel like a big improvement, and they're doing too little to differentiate it from the first game. It's too samey, which which you're right. It's too, it's too samey. It's trying to make it attractive to people that have already played it and liked the game for certain reasons, but all they're really doing is serving you the same soup with a couple new toppings. I think it's fine. First of all, let's get one thing straight. This game was not going to fucking be game of the year anytime. I'd be surprised if this shit gets like 2 million sales, genuinely, because Uni's already niche enough. It's more popular than it was fucking uh what before covid right i know it was main stage evo at least twice for a few years well that's the thing i really really like the game i i really like the developers i really think that they do interesting things and i think the way they make their games is different than a lot of the other you know major players right now but like i said they just need to experiment more with different things and just make new stuff because they're relying on something they know works which is good in terms of uh keeping it safe, but it's not going to get them the kind of sales and the kind of exposure they really need. So, okay. French bread, they made Undernight in Melty, right? And a Genkibunko. Uh, sh- shut up. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. No one cares. I care. So Type Lumina does play a little bit different than, uh, I guess, At Cadenza and Blood Actress again. But I feel like original Melty Blood and At Cadenza, as far as I know, are played similarly enough. It's really the leap from MBA, WC, whatever the fuck it's called, to Type Lumina, where there was a big shift in the gameplay. Or not really even that, that big of a shift, but there was a shift. It was some new shit, and it didn't play exactly the same as it did in the older version. I would say... Me? I don't care. I'm going to buy the shit regardless. It's got rollback. That's really all I care about. There's a character with guns that looks real cool. See, right? And there's a few issues with this game that I already have. I could care less about major gameplay shifts because I think Uni already plays really good. And I don't know what else you could add to the gameplay to really boost it because this shit, like the gameplay is solid. Like I think it's already a complete package. What I'm really disappointed is that the fact there's only like, what, three new characters? Yeah. And every character got at least like, what, one or two special? I don't even know if Hyde has like more than one special. He's like the fucking main character of the game. No, he's like a new projectile, but. Better than what Mortal Kombat did. Even with Mortal Kombat, because Mortal Kombat, fucking, they had variations for two games. I love variations. I thought that shit was dope. But my issue is that the gameplay can be the same, right? Like they literally did copy and paste fucking Uniclear to Systema Celeste, and it's fine. Like, I genuinely, like I said before, I have no idea what more they could add to the gameplay because it's already, like, a really good fucking pie. I want some more sprinkles and some more, like, accessories on that shit. Give me more than three characters. Because I don't even know if, I mean, they're going to do DLC, obviously. But I don't know how much DLC they're going to add or if they're going to do new versions. Because, I mean, as far as I know, Type Luma has, what, two seasons of DLC? I don't even know if the game's done yet, but... 
Yeah, that's my issue. Talking about that game, very good. I think we could all agree with those points. Yeah, yeah. We will be playing it. <laughs> I'm playing it. I'm not fucking playing Tekken. I don't give a fuck about Tekken. Hey, if only y'all want to buy me Tekken, though. Bro, I'll play I'll play uni with you where I buy Tekken, for sure. I will not be playing Tekken 8 at all. I think it's a departure from what I liked about Tekken originally. I still think it looks really cool, and I'm not bashing the game. It's just I personally am not into the direction they've taken. Tekken 5, the best Tekken, right? Tekken 5, the best Tekken. That's right. Uh, Let's go. Yeah, yeah, man. Ooh. I love uh, fucking uh, Panda. Yeah, Tekken. One plus two. It's all about that Kazuya Mishima. And that's all I got to say yeah, about that. World War Three, the lore, whatever the hell Tekken's about, I don't even know. But hey, fuck it. We're talking about Tekken. Malice, I guess you're the you're the Tekken guy, for lack of a better term. Got any hopes and dreams for T8? I mean, shit, what do, you, what do you want from Tekken 8? Honestly, now that Steve is confirmed in the game and they have a new character that does something similar to what I like about Steve Fox, I'm hopeful for the game. You know, I live in Atlanta and uh, we love Tekken here. Oktoberfest, it's happening soon. We're going to play some Tekken. Tekken, Tekken, Tekken. That's, that's what we do here. I don't really have much to say about it really because it's just so ingrained within to like who I am and where I'm from that I hope it's good. I, I haven't played it, but I hope it's good. You're really radiating some Ken energy. I'm going to be seeing a lot of Tekken. I'll talk to you about Tekken after Tekken drops, and I have to deal with seeing how much Tekken I'm seeing. So it's interesting that you love Tekken so much, but you didn't play any of the closed betas. What's up with that? Hmm? Uh, I didn't play any of the closed betas because I was focusing entirely on playing Street Fighter 6. Okay, well, the open beta is coming up. I did up. play a little bit of the closed beta when I went over to a friend's place from my local, and I played, like, two matches, and I went, my favorite character is in here, I don't care. I mean, I think the game looks fine. It's Tekken. I don't, I'm not really a Tekken guy. I haven't really seen anyone on the roster that I really care too much for. I mean, I played Claudio a bit in 7, so if I were to get Tekken 8, I mean, I'd probably just play claudio again but azucena looks really annoying and i can't wait to try her out i'm sure oh, i yes. fucking hate fighting her everything i love about steve is in that character yeah but you know but she's like ooh, coffee whatever fuck her personality is peruvian peruvian coffee is the best in the world well i guess she is kind of like steve she's more of like a sidestepping weaving steve because steve can't really dodge Steve can dodge but he does it in place he dodges but she moves and I can see why you would pick one or the other. Already sounds better than Steve. Well, no. No, 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 no. I don't know. She was fucking schmoovin' in her trailer. I mean, yeah, but you've never fought, like, a good Steve. Lord knows I'm not a good Steve. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. I'm gonna be either trolling with Azu Senna or playing Uni 2. And God, I hope I'm playing Uni 2. I feel that. Yeah. God, I hope. Yeah. I want to play this game. I guess we're uh, approaching end time. I don't know if you guys got any closing thoughts, anything you want to say. Let's talk about how much we do not care about the stuff going down in DNF Duel. You mean you don't care about the stuff that's going on in DNF Duel? Ah, uh, there it is. You care either, bro. There <laughs> it is. All right, I guess fine. We'll get this out of the way. It's out of the way. Uh, I actually have a theory about DNF, funnily enough. So uh, DNF Duel, the game that literally came and went last year, I think came out, what, last October, September? I have or no idea. It came some, sometime last year. I think it was probably either during summer or the fall. The game that literally released, walked into the house, took its jacket off, put it on the coat rack, and then put on the jacket and walked out the house. It literally came and went, literally released, and took about six months to get its first DLC fighter, Spectre. 
Uh, after that, I think there was, what, one or two major balance updates. Uh, the first big patch buffed literally every character in the game. And then the second patch did more for the game than Uni 2 will do. And since it adds like a new system mechanic, which is very infuriating. But recently, the DLC character Spectre released around, what, August? When did Rashid come out in Street Fighter 6? Uh, Last month, right? I think it was August. It, it doesn't matter. We it was two months. It was two months after the game. June, yeah. July, August. It was August. It was July. July. It it doesn't matter. July twenty fourth. DLC character came out uh, six months after the game release with zero word from developers, and now all of a sudden the the devs Arxis or I guess uh, aiding they dropped two more DLC uh, trailers. The first of which being Brawler, a uh, subclass, an evolution, uh, another class in DFO. He looks like a character who uses like a chain and kind of fights dirty with some barrels on some Fatal Fury shit. And they teased their next one after Brawler, Battle Mage. I don't even think they really showed gameplay. They just teased her. But I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised people are still playing the game. But I'm convinced that the devs went like quiet mode for whatever fucking reason. I guess they're just dropping all the DLC characters around like the same time or frequently because they just want to work on them all at once. They have a roadmap out. Spectre came out in July. The other character, one is coming out in fall, one's coming out in winter, and then they're getting two more characters next year. I think it's funny that they dropped one DLC character and now they're just like showing off others. So they had to have been working on like all at once. Yeah. It, That's it's, just a little weird. But do you care? We will not be playing it. So who cares? <laughs> like we're talking about it like the game's about to drop and the game's been out a year. The game has been a bit whack. Let's just say that. I feel like this game should have lasted a little longer because, like, it's wacky, that's for sure. It's Kasoge. Yes, Kusoge. Well, no, it's not Kasoge because it's not broken. It's built that way. It is broken. It's it's it definitely broken. broken. It's better than it was. It's not broken because it's meant to be played that way. But it doesn't have the same hypeness that Marvel has. So, like, nobody's gravitating. It's not it. complex enough. I feel the game is really simple. There's crazy shit that you can do, but it's really easy to pull off. So no one really looks at you do something. That's and like, not actually that's true. Crazy. I, I'm the only one here that's that A plays and owned the game. I bought it a while ago. Why My issue comes it? from the fact that like, it might not too. be easy to do. My issue comes from the fact that, like, the game is so, like, isoge that it might as well be, okay, I won neutral. I only need to press this button and watch the combo happen. That's how I feel about it. This all loops around back to fucking modern controls because this game has easy inputs too, all right? It relied on a mana system this time. All your special moves cost, like, mana, and if you do the input, your mana comes back faster. That's really about it. But the combos in this game are not hard. Swiftmaster is a very hard character. You got to do negative edge shit, like holding down a button and then releasing it to do a special. You got just like tight links. If you've ever done a negative edge input, it is not that hard, at least on him. Yeah, sure. It's not hard doing it, but doing it in the combo is fucking annoying. That's a low price to I pay for a free TOD. I mean, yeah, shit, I'd rather not do it, though. But either way, <laughs> the combos aren't they're not dummy easy. All right. And again, I'm the only one who has really played the game like that. All right. So I could say that the combos, there are some definitely some hard shit in the game. I remember doing like learning a a loop with a I forgot the guy's name uh, the guy with the shotgun and the sword no one knows what I'm talking about but Maximilian dude <laughs> yeah Maximilian that guy, yeah that guy yeah yeah that shit actually took a while to get down I thought oh shit this game's easy as fuck I can just do whatever combo I want no that took a solid day to get like the frame links and all that shit down I don't play the game anymore because who the fuck plays this game but when I was online I was just deleting people. Mm. 
And it felt good because the game is unbalanced and broken. Word. <laughs> Word. Again, don't care. Okay, still don't care. <laughs> yeah, no one, we don't care. We will not be playing it, but we will not uh, be it's playing out it. there for the people that hey, do play who knows? it. Maybe, maybe if this segment of the podcast pops off, somebody will ask us to play it and then we'll have to play it. But until that happens, which it never will, we will not be playing it. <laughs> We will not be playing it. We will be sleeping. I would rather play Titanfall 2 before I play DNA. In fact, I'll play Titanfall, Titanfall 2, is 2 right game. now to avoid playing it, honestly. Man. Yep. You guys that, are really right. You lie. If you're <laughs> right, you're laughing. Uh, you know what? That's whatever. <laughs> We're good approaching our allotted time. Yeah, we're a good place to stop by on the negativity that we'll never play this. Yeah, all right. We'll have to leave that up yeah. to the viewers, I guess. Don't give them. We're not playing this shit. Play the outro, Jay. Yeah, man. I guess that's it for today. Thank you all for joining us on the Dash Block Podcast. And we will definitely be talking to you next time about whatever the fuck else happens. Uh, shit. What's what's on? What's coming out? Today, this has been a really good year for fighting games, by the way. It has. Bro, it's been amazing. I want to get into that the next time. You know what? And next year is going to be awful because that's always how it goes. It is. That's true. And that <laughs> is going to be a topic. For the next episode, whenever it drops, who knows? I don't know. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach us out to us on social media, and we'll be sure to tackle them. As always, thank you, my friends, for joining me. My my lovely co-host, Arkson, and I'm totally not a uh, pocket modern Ken, whatever fuck I said, mad. Please, please, I love Lily so much, Mouse. Yep. Bye, guys. All right, bye. Bye-bye. for tuning in to this episode proudly presented by the APNM Group, a subsidiary of Alger Productions, LLC. We strive to produce content that informs, entertains, and adds value to your day. We value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, please engage with us in the comments section or via our social media platforms. Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.